does yesterday's future, which is already here, ready here, ready here, ready here, meet today's future, which is about to happen, and tomorrow's future, which could be just minutes away? Welcome to Technology Revolution, the future of now. Where host Bonnie D. Graham asks savvy futurists for their predictions about the tech-driven trends that are shaping our future right now. Here's your host who will take us into the future of now, Bonnie D. Graham. (laughs) I never remember whether I said the future was here or here because I'm looking at the monitor. So we're just going to take you into the future. Thank you to the voice of Ryan Treasure, formerly with Voice America Radio, who does my intro for the show, Ryan. We always love hearing your voice. I have such an interesting show for you today. Very, very excited. And we are my panelists. Just wave hello, LinkedIn. Wave hello, Facebook. There we are. We love to live stream, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to be talking about something called the edge. Now, we're not talking about an emotional edge or a psychological edge or the edge of the earth, but we're talking about an interesting edge. So let me give you some examples. First of all, there have been dozens of songs written with the word edge in the title. You may remember Bruce Springsteen's Darkness on the Edge of Town. I'm not going to sing it. That would spoil the show. You may remember Stevie Nicks. You can laugh now. Ali is laughing. You may remember Stevie Nicks' Edge of 17, and that was an interesting age for a lot of us. You may remember Aerosmith's Living on the Edge. I may have drummed that one at one point, but what does edge mean in our tech-driven world? Well, let me tell you. Edge computing reduces the volumes of data. Data has to move from one place to the other, one place to the other. How fast is it moving? How far is it moving? Well, with edge computing, it can travel quicker and it can reduce the transmission costs. And that sounds like a very good thing to me. I read that on The CEO Magazine. So imagine your home, smart home. How many on the panel have a smart home? Anything smart? You have a nest, you have have a smart TV, smart bed, smart blender, smart stove. I'll tell you about my smart stove story in a while. You have a connected home, you've got a connected car and your energy provider. What if they all got together and they ran more efficiently? What if they lowered your energy bill? Oh my, what if they help reduce the impact on climate change? Come on, we all want to be good global citizens and that would be a good thing. That day is coming sooner than you think. This is where the edge technology comes into play. Companies in every industry are seizing on the opportunities presented by edge computing and I'm going to throw a little bit of alphabet soup at you, IoT, that's the internet of things that can benefit us as consumers, I'm calling all of us on the panel consumers because we buy stuff, we use stuff, we eat, we drink, we sleep, but we're also in the tech field. Doorbell cameras, come on, we all must have one of those. Smart watches, a lot of people did. Sensors on windmills, how do you think the windmills know what to do? And fleets of cars, connected, connected. Let me give you a little bit about this market. IDC in January of this year reported that worldwide edge spending would hit $176 billion this year. That's BN billion. more than last year, and it's going to go up to $274 billion by 2025. Now, we're here October 12th, live in 2022, so in three years, it's going to double again. Edge and IoT, connectivity, and lower tech costs will ensure that humans, everybody on the panel, who's a human? We got some humans here? Raise your hand. There we go. Got I'm just checking. <laughs> devices. We all have some kind of devices. Uh, you know, you can raise your devices there. And data can communicate, collaborate, and innovate efficiently and affordably. I have three guests I have met on one of my other shows and one guest who is brand new, and I'll tell you where he came from. So Dr. Angela Nakora is with us. Angela, welcome back. On This is another show of mine you're on, so happy to see you. 
Ali Ben Fatoum comes to us at AWS through Tom Soderstrom, who was on another show with me, and he couldn't make it today. Tom, we're doing a shout out, and we're happy to have Ali. Thank you for accepting Tom's invitation to join me. We have Aditya Varma. Welcome. I've seen you before recently. Welcome back. And Sam Lakundi at BMC is back. And I'm going to ask them for their insights on the topic is the future of IoT. I already explained that to you. That's your homework assignment. And edge computing, what's in it for you? In other words, why should you care? Why should you bother to listen to us? Well, I think we're going to surprise you because it's in your life right now. So Bonnie D in the house, happy to be here. And let's get started. Brief introductions. Angela, I'm going to start with you and ask you to please. Angela, I have to, had to do some math before I introduce you. You were on the uh, the Savvy Innovators radio show presented by BMC, and Sam works at BMC, um, about a month and a half ago with me. And I'm guessing that there might be a crossover audience. I'm guessing there might be 17.3 people in the world who don't know who you are. That's about all because you made such an impact on that show, Angela. So talk to those 17.3. Your number is close, Sam, and yours too. Aditya Ali is starting from scratch. Angela, talk to those 17.3 people and tell them who you are, what do you do, why are you here? Angela, welcome. Thank you very much, Bonnie. Thank you for having me in this uh, exciting show. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, it's, a, it's a privilege and happiness to be with you all live. Uh, my name is Angela Nicora. I'm a professor of computer science uh, at the Lucerne University of Applied Sciences in the beautiful Switzerland. Um, I am the founder and, uh, um, and, and uh, the, the head of IoT Innovation Lab, uh, as well as uh, the IoT systems and software research in our uh, university. My passion and my experience, I have over 20 years of experience in industry and academia, and uh, I have uh, a deep background, a technical background, and I have been all these years passion for advancing technology borderlines, uh, coming out with uh, innovations and ideas and creating this from ground zero, from idea in conception and up to directly to uh, building up system prototypes and uh, transfer technologies for the, for the market. Uh, I have been privileged to work in uh, multiple companies and uh, uh, um, top research labs in the in the world, and I will mention just some uh, some of them briefly. I worked at Intel Labs, and and I enjoy uh, uh, four years with my colleagues. Uh, I work for Deutsche Telekom Innovation Lab, where I have been the the the. Um, let's say the passion and, and uh, the heart behind this uh, Android innovations and bringing Android innovations in, uh, in Deutsche Telekom Innovation Labs to fuel this to the, to the, uh, to the next uh, generation of innovations for Android. I had the privilege to work at Google before they became IPO and I was invited to join them. And uh, as well for ETH Zurich in Switzerland, I have a PhD uh, in computer science, uh, graduated at ETH, as well as now I am a professor at Lausanne University of, of, University of Applied Sciences in computer, city, uh, computer science department here in uh, Switzerland. Um, I'm passionate for innovation, advancing technologies, collaborating with industry partners and uh, academia partners, and always uh, motivated for bringing value and impact to the market. And I'm here today to share with you my passion, my vision, my predictions, 
and what I think the IoT, how IoT will take over the world. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you very Angela. much. Thank you, Angela. Thank you. I'm always happy to welcome another woman in tech. Ali, you don't know this, but I'm considered an early woman in tech, which I found out. I don't know whether it was an honor or an, oh my God, am I that old? <laughs> <laughs> I was the kickoff speaker for the Women in Big Data organization last year on March 8th, 2021. And I talked about my days as a programmer analyst. We did it all in the old days, in the key punch days, working on a Xerox Sigma 6 CP5 before Honeywell bought Xerox and turned it into Honeyox, and then an IBM 4341 in COBOL and PL1 code. And those were just really exciting days. And that was creativity. It wasn't, oh, are you good in math? No, you can write code. Wow, that's really cool. That's be Angela, that's before they invented the word STEM. We know that. Let's go around the table. Ali, I have summoned you. Ali, I haven't met you until about 12 minutes before the show. We're so happy you're here. And shout out again to Tom Soderstrom, who couldn't make it today. Ali, please introduce yourself to everybody. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, everyone. So first, thank you very much for having me today. Uh, it's an honor. So I'm Ali Ben Fatoum. I am an IoT and Smart Cities Evangelist at Amazon Web Services, uh, same as uh, as Tom that you already had uh, before. And um, I've been uh, working on IoT and, and Smart Cities for uh, over 13 years now. And uh, this is something I'm passionate about, IoT, how actually devices, machines, systems can communicate and collaborate in the future. And that's, I won't say much because that's the, <laughs> the topic of, uh, of, of, this, uh, um, of this show, but I'm very happy to, to, to be with you today. Thank you very much. And you're French by birth, is that right? I heard that little accent. Yeah, ex yeah exactly. Speaking actually from France, where I live right now. Uh, so it's uh, 5, 10 p.m., uh, well, in France, so thank you. It's, it's cocktail hour. <laughs> Angela, where are you calling from today? Where are you today, Angela? Uh, today I am in Switzerland, in the north side of Switzerland. So, so we have Switzerland, okay. we have France. We'll go around the table. Thank you, Ali. Adija, unmute yourself, please. You're talking to the same 17.3 people Angela was talking to. Refresh us. And first of all, Adija, where are you today? Hello, good evening, everyone. Hello, Bonnie. Well, I am at uh, Delhi, and I must tell you that uh, we've had some rains over the last three days, and it has brought down the temperature by 10 degrees. Uh, okay. Otherwise, you wouldn't have seen it in a jacket. Yes, it's it's become cold. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's 8 p.m. It's 8.40 p.m. in New Delhi right now at night. Yeah. And you're here because your passion for our topic, IoT, connectivity, edge computing. Oh, yes. Talk to me. Yes. So, so, so yes. Let me let me let me tell you about myself. So I'm I'm an information operations and communication technology professional with 20 plus years of diverse uh, technology and project management experience in the government sector. I have a core uh, background in uh, hybrid clouds and networks, uh, information technology and operational technology. I'm uh, presently driving a program uh, implementing efficiency, scalability, information security and uh, performance in IT and uh, OT infrastructure on field. I specialize in uh, mobile platform communications uh, operating in uh, different uh, dimensions mm -hmm. uh, that comes with the job. And... Uh, uh, Industry 4.0 and uh, IoT technology are topics very close uh, to my heart uh, because uh, they are the key enablers of future growth and progress uh, for humanity, I, I firmly believe. 
Today, the buzz is about uh, AI-enabled uh, neural networks, uh, automated, uh, you know, an automated world where our daily activities will be taken over by sentinel bots, I hope not, and uh, robots to a great extent. Uh, but you will all agree that uh, uh, this is all very data-driven, streaming data required to be available for consumption and crunching from the field, right? We're talking about the edge. So it is all about getting high-quality, uh, real-time, zero-latency data from the edge, uh, depending on the use case, and to be used for multifaceted uh, use cases as required. And I'm happy and excited to be on this roundtable, uh, second time for me, which is uh, with such an August gathering, to share my thoughts on my areas of interest and expertise. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ajit. You're very formal and you're very kind. I appreciate that. We are very global today. I am absolutely thrilled. And I, I'm in Loudoun, Tennessee. And what I tell everybody is that I wanted to move to London but I tilted my head and the N in London turned into a U and I landed in Loudoun, Tennessee. And that's, as, seriously, I said to my son, I'm either going to move to London or Loudoun. And I said, oops, I guess I landed. Yeah, it was easier to get here. Anyway, Sam Lacundi, we're happy to have you back. I met you a few weeks ago on the Savvy Innovators and Sam, same 17 point. I don't know though, Sam. I'm thinking maybe 16.8 people. Yeah, I don't, know that. don't remember you. Go, go, go ahead. Don't, don't, nobody feel bad. Go ahead, Sam. Reintroduce yourself, please. Yes. So uh, first of all, uh, Bonnie D. Graham, uh, thank you for uh, hosting these series. Like you said, right? I think uh, uh, Voice America is 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 a fantastic. Uh, place for people to learn and to understand uh, the new technologies and, and, and more so ever in, in a very uh, informal and a fun fashion, right? And you bring the uh, experts like we have on our panel today, right, from around the globe, whether uh, they have uh, deep PhDs or, or or they just have a deep domain knowledge, right? So so we are very fortunate to for you thank to you. host us. And for that, we are all You're very, that. very kind, Sam. So, Tell us about uh, you. you. I appreciate that. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so uh, on myself, uh, my name is Sam Lukundi. I'm the Vice President of Innovation. Uh, today, actually, I, I live uh, in the United States uh, in the great uh, country slash state of Florida, right? There a lot of those guys consider themselves a country. Uh, but uh, uh, that aside, let's, let's forget about why. Uh, but uh, I, I actually am on business to, uh, this week. I'm um, I'm coming to you live from the same country and, and uh, time zone as uh, Aditya is in. I'm actually in a place called as Pune, India, where we are meeting with some high-tech companies on uh, uh, on politics and, and so on and so on. But more importantly, actually, we are here to work on a smart city application and a smart city initiative that the city has taken on. And uh, like every other emerging uh, a country in the world. This is naturally an emerging country, and there's a lot of things that uh, this country is looking at. And I'm, I'm fortunate to be missed of not only this topic that we interesting topic we're going to talk about with the future of IoT and edge computing, but also uh, you know practicing it myself here uh, with with what we are doing. And uh, the area of interest in this topic for me, especially that I've had a deep background, you know, working at, at many companies uh, dealing with edge 
and IoT and, and where we are today at BMC, we are uh, absolutely solving not for uh, just IoT, but literally at these edge use cases where, like you said, Bonnie, right? We are solving for the, the power of now, the data, the latency, right? I mean, we all need uh, everything from, from the handheld cell phones where you need the power of now to, to basically, you know, hey, what is what if scenarios? That's really what we're talking about. And, and I'm excited to be part of this panel and, and more importantly, you to, to bring this uh, concept to the world of what we are thinking. Thank you, Sam. Very, very kind. Thank you all for the introductions. Now we're going to move on to the quotes. I've asked my guests, just by way of history, Ali, this is for you. I think I've explained to the others on my many radio shows, I used to ask people for famous quotes. And if I did the the tally, I'd say we had about 80% were, well, 40% were um, Einstein quotes, 30% were Churchill quotes. We had about 20% Gandhi quotes. We had a bunch of Maya Angelou in there. And Mark Twain came in on the, I think, fifth place. And after a while, I was falling asleep during the quote segment. So about two years ago, I said, no more famous people quotes, please. And Disney and Mark Twain and uh, uh, JFK and oh, my goodness, so many people. So uh, we changed it to quotes from fictional movie or TV characters, which always sparks the interest of the guest because the quotes there, we just had a freeze. Well, okay, we'll come back. Um, the, the quote is interesting because it sparks the idea of culture, of current culture or past culture. We get a lot of previous quotes from previous movie stars, previous movies. I have people quoting movies from the 1940s and the 1950s. There we unfroze. How about that? Not too bad. So let's go. Angela, you've picked a very interesting quote. Uh, there's somebody at SAP who sponsors one of my shows who loves this quote. The quote is from a song by David Bowie, 1970, the late David Bowie, English singer, songwriter, released on his 1971 album, Hunky Dory. It was the first time, Angela, you may not know this, the first time David Bowie played the saxophone on one of his wow. songs. And it was his first UK single, number one single. And the title of the song is Changes. It was the final song he performed on stage before he passed away in 2016. Here's the line. Ch-ch-ch-changes. Turn and face the strange. Angelo, what does this have to do with our topic? Like we can't figure it out, but you be the storyteller here. Go ahead, Angelo. All right. Thank you, Bonnie. So, uh, uh, dear audience, I would like to uh, share with you some of the the, the thoughts of what we are seeing. This this quote is uh, it's it's related to the future of edge computing and IoT. Um, so everything is changing very very fast, and and when people, um, you know, that this there is an explosion of devices, there is an explosion of new types of technologies and so on that are coming and evolving very very fast over the over the last years. And so just to give you some concrete estimations and predictions by uh, reliable market anal analysis uh, uh, companies, uh, just for example, by end of 2025, the number is estimated to be nearly 42, 42 billion connected yeah. devices to the internet. Yeah. So this is this is immense, right? It's, it's a big challenge here and the entire, you know, uh, 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 telecommunication companies, infrastructure, and so on, is to handle this load of new connected devices. So, from related to this code, everything is changing very fast, is advancing very fast, and we need to quickly adapt to these uh, changes and be aware. And it's it's basically changing uh, uh, the our day to day lives as well as uh, creating a better society and, and a better life for all of us. 
Thank you. Changing as we speak. You can't roll, can't close that barn door, right? The horse is already out. Ali, I'm looking at your quote. You like this one, and I think it's fine. Marty, Martin Seamus, Marty McFly, played by Michael J. Fox, still a wonderful actor. He did some fine work on TV just about two years ago. The movie Back to the Future, 1985. It was an American sci-fi comedy franchise. There were actually three films. He's the protagonist. And I don't know if you know this, Ali, but in 2019, Empire Magazine named Marty McFly as the 12th greatest movie character of all time. Did you know that, Ali? I did I my. I did my homework. High school student Marty, an eccentric scientist, Doc Emmett Brown, played by Christopher Lloyd. And in the third film, Mary Steenburgen played Clara Clayton, a school teacher. They use a DeLorean, that's a car for those of you who don't know what it is, as a time machine to travel back to different periods in the history of Hill Valley, California. It was the highest grossing film of 1985. And Marty has to to make sure that his parents meet and fall in love and have him so that he can live in the future when he's saving his life and saving Doc Brown. Fascinating movie. Here is the quote. I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet, but your kids are going to love it. I love this quote. Ali, talk to what's this got to do with our topic? Like, we don't know. Go ahead. So, yeah. So, first, that's one of my uh, favorite movies. And actually, it's been released the the year I was born. So, I had to wait a little bit before watching the the movie. And uh, back to this quote. I really like this quote because I think when you try to first one of the hardest things is to predict the future. You have uh, many chances to, to be wrong. But even when you uh, try some predictions, you you might have, uh, I mean, the, the majority of people that are not yet ready to hear what is going to come. And if you look 10 years, 20 years uh, in the future, actually what was strange or weird becomes the normal. And so that's why I think this uh, this quote, it was about a song in the movie, but I think it's the same for tech. Uh, they have usage, they are some uh, solutions that people are not ready for yet uh, now, but uh, in 10 years, 20 years from from now, this, this will be just uh, normal. Yes, whatever, whatever the heck normal is anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be the status quo of the millisecond. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah. At that moment, it will be normal. Thank you very much. Aditya Varma, you sent me a quote. I don't know anything about this. It's Skynet played by Seth Merriweather as Genesis, speaking to Kyle Reese played by Jay Courtney. Terminator Genesis, a 2015 American sci-fi action film. It's the reboot of the Terminator franchise. Okay, Kyle Reese is a soldier in a post-apocalyptic war against Skynet, who is sent from 2029 back to 1984. That's following the theme of Back to the Future to prevent Sarah Connor's death. When Kyle arrives, he discovers the timeline has been altered by Skynet. And Sarah has been raised by a reprogrammed Terminator Center protector. I hope I didn't screw that up. Here's the quote. Primates evolve over millions of years. I evolve in seconds and I am here in exactly four minutes. I will be everywhere. How did I do on that, Aditya? Was that okay? Oh, or yes. Four? I think I, I, you, you have a foreign <laughs> effect for the impact. I think the, the modulation was fantastic, right? So, you know, before I start, I really want to ask my audience. I hope, uh, I, I'm, I'm a sci-fi buff, right? Has anyone seen the, uh, the Terminator series? I, I, I think it's a movie everyone has, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so... Um, 
So uh, Skynet is the uh, is the main uh, uh, you know the an- the antagonist of the Terminator franchise. I mean, all the movies re- revolve around Skynet. It's a supercomputer uh, that becomes a self affair. It becomes self affair. It uh, perceives uh, humans as a threat to its existence when it becomes aware. And when you uh, try to shut it down, right, it uh, decides to launch a few nuclear missiles all over the world, wiping out most of human population, right? And uh, Scanet engages in a war against uh, the human survivors. Uh, Genesis is uh, the manifestation of Skynet in the new alternate universe. And uh, Genesis was designed to provide a link between all internet devices. So uh, the the, the Terminator movies are are pretty complex because they keep jumping the timeline, right? They keep shifting into different time zones. So this is complicated, right? But when the original movie timeline is erased and Skynet uh, apparently writes uh, as a a multi-universe sentient being, it converts uh, uh, the, uh, the, there's a gentleman called John Connor, right? He converts him into a machine phase uh, matter terminator, whatever that means, okay? (laughs) And sends him back uh, in time to infiltrate the Cyberdyne system uh, and inject very sophisticated AI software into the Genesis program, which is now, uh, you know, a smartphone and an iCloud app. Okay, I really don't know how much you have made out of this. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that, uh, what I'm trying to drive home is that uh, black box AI, right? Black box AI and ethical AI is something we have to be very careful and sensitive about. Uh, it's uh, IoT everywhere. AI uh, running free, everyone trying a lot of things, but how well is the model learning? Is the model learning the right things? Well, you want aware model, how aware do you want the model to be? I mean, these are all questions, uh, you know, which I would like to throw up. And um, with the large scaling up of IoT devices, and edge computing, uh, we uh, get what I call, you know, the fog between the cloud and the edge. You've got the cloud, you've got the edge, and in between, there's a lot of connectivity, which mm-hmm. is the fog. This is a complex, a multi-protocol, uh, largely uncertain, and I, I, I look at it as a very vast attack surface. So, yes, a lot of tech, uh, but uh, we, we, we have to be uh, very careful about uh, Skynets of the future. Thank you. I should have named the show The Future of the Fog. <laughs> In between the edge and IoT, the fog sets in. That would have been interesting. Well, thank you, Aditya. That was very uh, poetic what you did. And you did have us, you had me especially almost fall off my chair. Don't do that to the host. It's not good because then, you know, what kind of an angel would have to take over. Okay, let's go to Sam. Sam, you've thrown another movie at me I've never heard of. Sebastian Kane, played by Kevin Bacon. We all know who he is. Hollow Man, American 2000 sci-fi horror film. Look what we've got here. Hollow Man stars. Elizabeth Shue, Kevin Bacon, Josh Brolin, Kim Dickens, Greg Gunberg, blah, 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 and William Devane. Well, I had to read that. Inspired by H.G. Wells' 1897 novel, The Invisible Man. And its 1933 film adaptation is the story of Sebastian Kane, a scientist who volunteers to be the first human test subject for a serum that makes the user invisible. I didn't get out too far. <laughs> when scientists can't restore him to normal, there's that word again, he goes on a murderous rampage and becomes insane. <sighs> the invisible monster. Anyway, here's the line Sam has picked. If we're going to move forward, this is the next logical step. 
Oh, Sam, tell us what in the world this has to do with our topic. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So uh, first of all, you know, for those of who are in sci-fi, uh, you know, I, I like Kevin Bacon, but uh, you know, that that movie was he played a, a little bit of a dark uh uh character in that but uh, you know the, the the reason i liked it is because it starts you know he's is a scientist who turns himself visible and then like you said right he goes out on on a spear of destruction um iot is not that right i mean it, it, it fallen in like like uh, aditya said falling in the wrong hands could could like what he talked about was could mean destruction and and mayhem but you know i mean what the the reason i chose that topic is uh the fact that there's so much going on with IoT, right? And there's so much going on at the edge and, and what we do. Uh, I, you know, I think it's very relevant to this topic because of the fact that when that, you know, when when we are thinking about uh, things that are coming out in the next and, and things that we are coming and we are uh, ready for the future on, right? You know, for example, I'll, I'll give you, I'll quote that with an example here, right? So, um, you know, I was uh, just, you know, driving, uh, you know, I mean, in, in India, in my in the car, you know, this this morning, and uh, you know, you know, India is of course an emerging country, and and you see the person who is uh, selling, uh, you know, things, you know, on, on literally on a cart, and they're ready to actually take out, and and you know, I mean, I, I was able to uh, use my smartwatch and and literally, you know, tags, you know, some you know device that he had, you know, and then basically, you know, pay him, right? I mean. Like completely really? transactional, you know, all IoT based because he said, oh, you know, we are just doing the sync and then it's a, and I mean, you know, we consider, I mean, even, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, me and you, Bonnie, live in the United States, the almighty and and so on. <laughs> I still am not in that, um, in those kind of transactions. When I go to the mall, you know, I still have to open my credit card and swipe yes. it or tap it here. Yes. I mean, I mean, see, when I look at this, I said, this is, this is, I think you guys, you know, we are not ready for it, right? It, I, I think so. That's really why it's very relevant. You may so. not like it, but your you know maybe I'd be ready for it. But your kids are gonna love it. There exactly. you go, and it's already there. Isn't that interesting? How how the new tech manages to work its way around to certain parts of the world and not others. And I remember my mom who lived to 100 years, one month and 15 days. Uh, she was quite a lady, didn't have any aid or help in her. She just played the piano, played bridge, played mahjong, got up every day, got dressed, put on her makeup and her jewelry and went to see her, see her friends and do whatever. She lived in an apartment building, not a, not a home or facility or anything. She, we got her a, a Macintosh computer and she didn't like the Mac, so we got her a PC. Well, she hated the Mac, the PC more, so we gave her back the Mac, but she actually had a flip phone and her friends were getting, they were really well-to-do women. They were mostly widows and they were receiving cell phones and laptops from their families as gifts. And most of them said, what do I need this for? Why would I use this? I, I have a phone on a desk. I pick it up. I dial the number. I call somebody. That's good enough for me. My mom kept, and she used to listen to my one of my radio shows online when she was in her late 90s. Interesting. She would listen online. So interesting how the, the demographics, the cohorts, if you will, have embraced or not. We talk about your kids are going to love it. Your grandchildren are going to love it. Well, maybe your parents love it too. Maybe they understand it. So anyway, getting interesting. So thank you all for the quotes. I didn't realize we had so many sci-fi fans here on the panel today. I appreciate that all except David Bowie and Angela. Thank you for that respite there, my dear. Okay, let's go to our predictions. I'm going to start with one. Let's keep it to, uh, we're at half past. We want to make sure we get at least one in from each of 
interview. Here's the deal. I'll read. Angela, I'm going to read just the first part of yours because it's very long and I appreciate that. If anybody has a comment on Angela's, keep it to one minute and just raise one of your polite fingers at me and I will see the wiggle of the finger and call you. Otherwise, I'll go to the next one and Ali, you have yours already in the chat. So Angela says, in an increasingly digitized world, the future will see intelligent cities where IoT connected devices and sensors are used everywhere. I'm going to stop there. Angela, go ahead. Thank you, Bonnie. Yes. Hello, everyone. So one of the first predictions which I see where, uh, where IoT is changing uh, changing our lives day to days and, and the society is that uh, we are basically, we are living in an increasing digitalized world, right? And this is um, where I predict us, uh, uh, the future will be basically fully networked, connected, intelligent cities, where IoT connected devices and sensors will be used everywhere. Now, one aspect of this is to, to consider is, first of all, is the IoT devices evolve a lot from the hardware side, uh, up to the software side, and all of this goes very fast in in the innovation path. Now, how do they change us as a consumers' day to day lives? And what are some concrete examples to bring this to the uh, to the level of understanding? Here is um, they will be used in many era, areas. So IoT has evolved a lot, has been adopted in um, let's say in uh, give you examples in in smart buildings, in manufacturing, in agriculture in uh, in uh, uh, industry and so many uh, and so on and so on and so the idea here is that this this iot devices together with uh, with the sensors will be used and and predicted to provide more comfort for occupants to save resources in the energy sector which is a very hot topic uh, today yes. uh, to better use the infrastructure in in, in terms of mobility um, in smart cities, everything I see to be fully connected and networked, and as well as uh, um, basically um, uh, making this infrastructure, such as traffic, parking, uh, uh, vehicles, and, and, and so on, very uh, efficient, and, 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 and even, for example, the usage of water in, in, in buildings much more efficient, which will help to save a lot of money. Uh, for us as customers. So this, this IoT devices will give us, that will be deployed, as I see this everywhere, uh, and will provide this information and access to data and information for us as customers day-to-day, -day, like uh, temperature, energy, uh, humidity, and so on and so on. And this will be extremely valuable information to process it and to analyze it and to build intelligent services, applications on top that will help to make our world a better place to live. Thank you very much. Any comments or should I move on? I don't see any fingers wiggling. Almost, Sam, you didn't quite get there. Okay, I didn't see that finger go up. Let's move to Ali. Thank you, Angela. Prediction number one from Ali. Systems and devices will become smarter together. When you say devices are increasingly becoming smart with a capital S, I like that. Expanding abilities in terms of compute, storage, capacity, connectivity to provide better insights. So let me give some examples here. Cars together with roads, air quality systems, parking, public transportation will become smart and dynamic ecosystems that will take the art of the possible to the next level. Ali, talk to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm very connected to what Angela just said. I mean, when we mm -hmm. started with uh, IoT, it was just machine to machine. So basic <clears throat> information collected by devices sent in a local system or in the cloud. 
And then we've seen more compute, more capabilities, more connectivity in this fog that uh, Aditya described, more capabilities to upload, share the information. And I think the natural evolution with all these devices that become smart, that are this ability to process the data at the edge and to also do some inference of machine learning at the edge. They take some decision at the edge. And so I think the natural next step is to actually share the insights to other devices and create like humans uh, do uh, a collaboration. So having a network of collaborative devices, because if you can have insights from a device, because all the systems and Angela described it are holistic. If you take the example of a city or smudging mm -hmm. or building, this is a holistic uh, system. So the elevator, the parking spot, they are all actually connected together. And if you could say to your car, okay, I'm going to the, to the office, then your car could share with the parking spot that you are coming to the elevator. And if you have a meeting room, give you the uh, ability to actually to actually book this meeting room. And I think that's the natural evolution that we will see. Uh, devices uh, contribute together in distributed or decentralized uh, systems in, in the future. That's exciting. That's interesting. The example I used to use on some of my other shows, we had a sh I had a show I did for SAP called The Future of Cars with Game Changers, Ali. And the example we used to give is uh, Ali is on the highway and he's driving to go to a, a meeting somewhere. And the one of the belts inside of the engine of his car is about to give out. It's about to fray and, and go. Pfft. And the car knows it. So the car calls ahead somehow. The IoT contacts and it's uh, Sam's uh, Sam's Exxon station is two miles ahead at exit 42A, and they go ahead and make an appointment. So then the car tells Ali, Ali, not to worry, don't panic. Your fan belt is about to go out, but we've already made an appointment. Pull off at exit 44A, and on the right-hand side, you will see a very clean, very beautiful service station called Sam's Service. Okay, Sam Service with a smile. That's the name of the company there. I knew you'd like that, Sam. And you will be able to go there. Next door to that is a fast food place that has a triple A rating with cr truckers. And we've already ordered your favorite chicken salad sandwich on a on a brioche. And that's going to be ready for you. And it'll take 45 minutes for Sam to fix the belt. And you'll be back on the road. You're going to enter up the block from Sam's, get back on the road, and you will only be 10 minutes delayed from your meeting destination. That's the example. Are we anywhere close to that, Ali? Yeah, I think, uh, and you, this will be actually good for to increase the comfort of users, like you you described. Mm -hmm. But we see already actually uh, in the energy space, for example, if we can have smart grids, energy grids connected to just connecting energy producers with energy consumers, mm -hmm. it actually can limit the waste because at the moment you don't need to consume. You can have another consumer that uh, step in and take the consumption mm -hmm. or a producer a product, productor could actually reroute the production to another uh, consumer. And so that's also the, uh, the important thing. Comfort is an important thing, right? But mm -hmm. even more important is to how we will uh, uh, manage all the resources we have and specifically water, uh, electricity, gas, all these resources, energy resources, we will be able to uh, increase the efficiency and the way we use it and really decrease the, the, the waste through this collaboration. Thank you. And it'll be interesting because for the consumer, Angela, I'll call you a second, the consumer, 
they won't really understand what we're talking about yet until somebody presents a use case to them. And it won't be because, hey, how would you like to buy this car that can tell you? Or how would you like to buy this electric car that you'll be able to plug in, but it'll be on a certain part of the grid and you won't worry your house electricity won't go down. And Mary down the block has excess coming in through the windmill on top of her house or the solar panels and she'll be able to offset the amount anyway i'm going that's when people will really understand this angela briefly you want to comment please Sure, Bonnie. I just want to share one more uh, important thought and prediction from my side on top exactly what uh, in the direction of Ali. Uh, What is very important for the customers to understand here is where the trend of innovation is actually going. We are talking about IoT devices, right? These IoT devices Mm -hmm. could be powerful one, could be medium one, could be very low power and so on. So the direction of innovation where this is going step by step in the future is they become smaller and smaller, more capable of more computation, more small form factor, where uh, there will be a a balance between, uh, you know, computing and computation needs and so on. And billions of these devices or more and more of these out of these billion devices, they will become even energy neutral, right, which will be net zero Mm -hmm. capable harvesting with harvesting capabilities that you don't need to basically plug them in into power, but they are capable enough to charge themselves and to balance this communication and computation. And this is something extremely important because if you consider this as a day-to-day life in our uh, our people lives and so on, uh, what is this, the value behind it is that this will bring the capabilities to deploy and bring data collection to places never being monitored in the history of mankind. And that's where the level of innovation and the application level services and the value that will bring to people will be immense going going forward. Thank you. Really, really good point. I like getting, I like the idea of the devices getting smaller and smaller. You see this flower? You you have no idea what devices are inside this flower. I'm not going to tell you. Anyway, (laughs) let's go. Aditya, I improv a lot. Well, we're all improving. Aditya, I'm looking at your prediction number four. This is interesting. You say, as the IoT market matures, we're seeing more legislation. We're not going to make this political. We're talking legislation about the security of IoT devices. And Angela and Ali are talking about data, data collection, data communication, data sharing. We're talking about edge and the speed of data. Where is it going? How fast is it going? How much does it cost? Well, what about security? Your car is now a data hub. You're telling it stuff. You're telling Alexa all day long stuff about you. Who's who has access to that data? So go ahead, um, go ahead, Adia, without about making it too much of a sci-fi OMG moment here. Tell us about the security. What are we concerned about, Adia? Thank you, Bonnie. So uh, as uh, Angela brought out, yes, small devices, a lot of devices, millions of devices, maybe billions of devices. A smart city, which is going to have all these devices and uh, the lovely, uh, uh, I would say it was a fantasy, you know, which you just rolled out. Yeah, you told us how how everything will be totally netted in. But <clears throat> uh, so when you are opening up so many uh, devices, so uh, you, you know we we call it a surface, right? So uh, the surface is increasing. The surface is increasing. I call it the attack surface. So the e- attack surface is uh, expanding many folds. So as uh, the IoT market matures, we are seeing. Uh, uh, yes, uh, there's a lot of talk about uh, security of IoT devices, right? Uh, IoT comes with lots of benefits, right? We were talking about IoT, IoT Edge. This is the future, but we need to uh, we need to be very aware of the risks. 
uh, threats to IoT systems and devices can translate to uh, risks because uh, certain of the certain characteristics that uh, the underlying technology possesses. IoT environments are functional and efficient, but uh, uh, they can be abused. So uh, IoT threat is an issue. So we've heard of uh, DDoS, distributed denial of service, or ransomware, social engineering. These can be some of the ways uh, data can be stolen. So the attacker, he exploits a vulnerability in IoT devices, uh, <clears throat> sophisticated cyber attacks, right? We, we heard uh, the, the photograph, the, the image was getting changed on your Mac. I, I have no clue how that's happening. <laughs> yes. The audience doesn't know that. That was before the show, but go ahead. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, hence, uh, uh, businesses must identify and address uh, these uh, security threats to offer high-end products and services to the consumer. So uh, visibility is at a cost. We are saying the IoT devices are going to get us a lot of visibility, but it is at a cost. So what is the cost? The IoT devices are have to get stringent security standards. Mm -hmm. The devices need uh, more remote monitoring security features. Uh, the IoT devices connect to the core network via the fog edge network, right? The fog. Mm -hmm. A key issue of concern uh, here is the wide variety of network mm -hmm. technologies and protocols used by the various IoT devices and the need to develop and enforce a uniform security policy. So security is a critical uh, requirement, right? So frankly, uh, keeping up with all the nuances uh, of security across industry and border can be difficult, but it, it boils down to certain things, certain things like uh, encryption everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, uh, this one is already a standard. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, it's already in place. Uh, uh, you know, my uh, the esteemed panel would agree with me. Certificate-based uh, authentication, that is something, again, which is coming up. We are talking of things like public infrastructure, certificates, it's, it's it's, everything gets authentication based so that only you can get into your I, IoT device, right? Nobody else. Yes. And uh, more, uh, I would say, IoT security standardization because it's a boom, uh, uh, less investment of technology and uh, numbers are huge. So uh, this uh, standardization uh, would help us get a more robust, uh, I would say, secure network. So yes. Uh, security is going to spike, but I'm sure we, we have a lot of solutions coming up for that. Thank you. We hope so. And somebody mentioned before about the comfort level of people using all of these devices. Well, let's add another word, the confidence level. I'm confident that my data will reasonably stay my data. And the more, more you watch detective shows on TV and cop shows and lawyer shows, the more you know that they know, somebody knows or can find out where we have been, where our car has been, where we've used our credit card, uh, where, where we're GPSed, basically. So uh, that's an interesting, interesting topic. Sam, I'm going to cover yours. We have 10 minutes left. I want to make sure we have time for you. Healthcare IoT adoption. This is interesting because in order to enjoy all this, we all want to stay healthy and alive or alive and healthy, whatever order you choose here. Sam says, helped by the pandemic, a few industries have seen an acceleration in the adoption of IoT. Somebody's got an alert. Health, connected health will be a big winner over the next decade. The decade will see medical grade wearables. I want to stop right there. This is exciting. Sam, take it away. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, first of all, I agree with all all the panelists on, on uh, you know, like you, uh, I think Ali and uh, Angela were talking about uh, things, and and I can relate to the topic that I'm talking to talk about. Um, so, I actually, you know, just maybe a month ago, I bought a smart fridge, right? And uh, and you see the chain of events or the supply chain that it has, right? So, so it sits in in a particular container that's IoT based. So, you know, it sits, uh, you know, there is a place where it says milk, right? So, so based on the weight. What it's doing is it's, you know, I've tied in with one of my local grocery chains. So it knows when I run out of milk and, you know, with my order, it actually just coming to my house now, which is awesome, right? Because I don't need to even think about like, oh my God, I'm running out of milk. You know, these kind of things that we are thinking about, oh, my fridge is going to be talking or I'm my coffee machine is going to be making coffee. Those are things that are actually happening. But think about that. The store is then connected to the distribution center, which is connected to the milk farms. And you see the chain, right, where they have... Cows, like I think uh, Aditya, we were talking about cows that are uh, are IoT fitted, right? So you take it from from that inception to me who is drinking the milk. You know, there's a chain of things that are happening. So this is super interesting. But uh, going back to what I was talking about, you know, I think healthcare devices represent one of the fastest growing sectors of the IoT market, right? Uh, so I think you know, if uh, for those of you who don't know, it's called as Internet of Medical Things, right? Um, which is predicted mm-hmm. to be massive. Right. You think about where Ali works in AWS, there's um, a, a robot, which I, ca- I can't wait to get my hands on called as Astro, which like follows you around. So think about that. Right. I mean, <laughs> you like you said, you have a, 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 your mom was 100 years old and was completely independent. Now, you know, I, I know she probably didn't want to like have intervention in her life. So think about that. I just have a robot that follows around, see if she's taking the medicine, see if she's OK. She's not fallen down. Right. And, and mm-hmm. that is real. That is not like, you know, you know, a sci-fi that's happening as we speak today, right? The Astro is live and ready to go commercial. So, you know, from, you know, divide, you know, robots like that who can follow the elderly to, to, mm-hmm. to patients, to things like remote patient monitoring, glucose yes. monitoring, health rate monitoring, go. hand hygienic monitoring, and, and things even like, for example, depression and mood monitoring, right? Uh, one that I personally like is what, uh, you know, IoT in healthcare is something called as connected inhalers. Think about people who have conditions such as asthma or a COPD, right? Often involve attack that come on suddenly with little to no warning, right? Yeah. So you can you think about an IoT connected inhaler, which can um, help monitors by preventing these mm-hmm. frequency of attacks, by collecting data from the environment they're in, you know, why, why they get that, what triggered that attack? Oh, when I go out and it's May, that's when I get that attack. Bingo, right? The next year, it's going to say, hey, men, may you should not go out in May because that's when, you know, it's connecting all those things <laughs> yeah. uh, to ingestible sensors, right? Collecting data from inside the human body has been around for a while. But I think now as you take a pill and you swallow it, can you imagine now you're able to track, you know, what's your ingestion looking like, you know, where, you know, what's your temperature in your body looking like? These are not sci-fi, right? I mean, I'm very interested in this topic because, uh, you know, as a young uh, student, I started my my career as a medical student, but I was taken mm. away by all the gory and blood. So I quickly gave up, but I never <laughs> left that that part of my my interest in medicine and and my brother did become a doctor eventually, but I didn't. But that part of me contains when I start up on an IoT and talk think about in a connected inhalers, ingestible yeah. sensors. Is this where I want to go? And and I think that's really what 
my topic was uh, focused Thank on. you very much. And, and it's, uh, Aditya, I was going to say the security of where does that health data go? And I'm thinking of what if you're <laughs> running for president of your local community board or something bigger, or somebody wants to hire you for something and they get access to that. Oh, Sam had an asthma attack in the park and we're going to hire him to be an event coordinator and our big annual concert is in a park in May. Sam ain't getting the job, kids. Anyway, Aditya, I've got one minute for you. Go ahead. Yes. So, um, uh, you know, just adding to what Sam said. So, see, data privacy, definitely more, you know, we've spoken about that. But I would like to add on to what, uh, you know, Sam said. So, uh, Another, uh, the beauty of IoT would be, I I, I feel, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, surgery is invasive, right? You need to get into the body most of the time to find out things. With uh, uh, these uh, implementations, you, I think invasive procedures are really going to come down in the future. I, I, I mean, it's a, I think so. I, I may be wrong. But uh, because uh, many a times uh, we did not have the relevant data points to monitor. If we can monitor them, we can predict things, right? Uh, I was the other day uh, sharing a use case with Sam. Just imagine a, a pilot, a fighter pilot, a, you know, a F-35 pilot. You know, he's wearing a jacket. It's got various IoT devices. It captures his entire... Uh, uh, body uh, uh, biometrics we, when he's going on a uh, you know a 3G or 4G or 5G flight when the data comes back it is mapped with his uh, flight profile and it gives a lot of information which has has never been uh, discovered before thank you very much very interesting i'm going to try and sneak in angela do you think you could contain yourself to 1 minute if i give you one topic just to to add 1 minute Are, is that possible angela sure bonnie bonnie are you you're all right. I used two seconds for giving a quick uh, note on Adyet very quickly um, and connect Sam and Aditya uh, pre uh, predictions. Medical I, medical field variety devices is extremely important and hot. And on top of this, I would say security for this field is critical because imagine if these robots or medical devices are going to be hacked, then the entire reputation of that hospitals or doctors will be destroyed. And how this is done is very important to have a security layer implemented end to end from mm -hmm. the beginning as a design, a security by design from software side and hardware side and not as an add-on. Usually is a light security implementation and then an add-on later on. This is what I consider extremely important. Just wanted to highlight very quickly on this. And this is uh, coming on top of our day-to-day -day lives. And Thank Bonnie, you. I I'm going to give you one minute. I just want to read yes. this, Andrew. We're just about out of time. You say future transportation systems, the next five to 10 years, autonomous flying drones and connected cars. Talk to me about the flying drones. One minute, Angela. That's all we have. Go ahead. All right, Bonnie. Thank you. Great pleasure. So I predict, uh, dear audience, in the future, uh, uh, basically autonomous flying drones and connected cars will be on the road uh, on our life day to day with personal, personalized driving experiences uh, and preferences and services that will adapt to the user needs. Uh, you can see, or maybe you heard about these trends already in Silicon Valley, the, the place of innovation and, and this is thing, but this is going to change a complete level of, of uh, 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 reach, uh, enable richer digital customer uh, experiences and, and personalizations in the future. And Thank I'm excited you. about this and how this is going it on. It is exciting. Future. Is everybody here on the panel excited about what we've been talking about today? Ali and Adija? Really cool. And 
Yeah, and Angela and Sam. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I I was um, some research came to me about six months ago that there is now a program in some football stadiums where you order food that's not just hot dogs and chips, and it's droned into a kiosk at the stadium, and you go pick it up from a locker, so that the food is coming in fresh. I thought that was very very interesting talking about drones. I'm doing my show next week is on the future of drones. Again, it's a part four coming to a uh, coming to a front porch or a, uh, a front porch, a landing pad or a roof near you sometime soon. And that's going to be the theme. I want to thank so much. We have just about two minutes left. That's barely enough time for all the thank yous. I want to thank Angela, Dr. Angela Nicuera. Thank you so much. Thank you very me. much, Bonnie, Ali, for having me. My pleasure. Yep. Ali Ben Fatoum, such an honor to meet you. You were wonderful and give Tom my regards. He may even be watching and listening. Who knows? And we have Aditya Varma. So happy to have you back. And Sam Lakundi, of course, from BMC. And I want to do a shout out to Tom Soderstrom for bringing us Ali and a couple of important people at BMC. We have Hannah Cho. We have Stephanie Grubbs and Janelle Along, Along Diacabana. Thank you, ladies, who are the showrunners for my show, The Savvy Innovators. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We're almost out of time, and we're going to wave goodbye to LinkedIn in a second, but I have a homework assignment quickly for all my guests here. People say the future is already here. Now, on the count of three, you're going to wag your finger with me, and you're going to say no, no, no. When people say the future is already here, we say, one, two, three, no, no, no. 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 <laughs> Come on, you can do better than that. One, two, three. No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> I, I, I should have rehearsed with you. That wasn't too good. Anyway, the point is that was yesterday's future. Today's future hasn't happened yet. And we're all going to make it an interesting one, a safe one, a secure one, a fun one, and a healthy one. And I think we're going to get there. Bonnie D signing off. And thank you to Andrew, my engineer. Thank you for joining us for Technology Revolution, the future of now. Mark your calendar to join host Bonnie D. Graham every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel to hear how technology is impacting your future now. Oh